A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Can I do something? Yeah, yeah. please I, I, do. I don't want to take up too much time. I know Shadi's No, about, take it. Shadi going to get to work too. Yeah, he's about to go to work. And so, you got a hot 16. You kind of, you kind of just threw me to, like the whole alley-oop because when you said defense, play defense, play defense, we only talk about things that we're doing, right? And so over here at Ernie Leisure, like we're like, we got to play some defense in some of these positions that we have. And so there was this great guy who talked about uh, inverse indexes on this episode, I think like 70 or something like that. Right? <laughs> And so I, I don't think people really understand what that looks like. So I'm going to share my screen and then uh, we'll, we'll go through a little chart display. It'll be quick. I, I promise. <laughs> All right, we good? Thumbs up. Y'all can see the screen? Yes. Perfect, 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 perfect. Let me go over here. Somebody was reading all of my tabs. They were like, yo, what you doing on that site? Um, but yeah, so obviously y'all know I uh, love to use Yahoo Finance. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Hold on, let me let me uh check the audio real quick. Yeah, we good? You can hear me good? I can hear you. All right, yeah, we're on the computer. And so obviously we like I, I told y'all from day one, I love using the Yahoo Finance charts just because it's easier visual for me to see uh and to break down. And so what an inverse index does, it's kind of like hedging. So you just laid it out perfectly, right? You said there's no point of having a well. Having a 200% gain is great, but if you lose 175% of it, what's the point? And so when we heard Mark tell us that story, we were like, yo, maybe we should start figuring out some plays to hedge some of these, these positions we got. And so uh, I had a conversation, shout out to Vitaly, UIL alum, uh, UIL University alum. She was like, yo, I want you to look into these positions. And so SDAO, let's see, is one of these inverse indexes. And so I'm going to show you exactly what that means. And so as obviously right here, it tracks the, the, the Dow 30. And so if we look at it, as the Dow goes up, this position goes down, right? Uh, and as, hold on. As the Dow goes down, this position go, rises, right? So we can see here in March, obviously when Corona happens, look at the price target here. S down, right? It hit a, a high of 84. And as we've been managing with Corona and dealing with the pandemic and the economy has grown, we can see that this has trailed down. And some people might be looking at this like, why am I going to invest in anything that trends down? Well, here's one, right? It's the same reason Ian just said. If you're up 200% and there is a correction, you're going to lose some of that percentage. And so let's go back to the last couple corrections that we had, right? We had one in September. Second, and I know the date because I took the picture of my account and I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> this is different. How am I going to manage? Uh, let me see. Can I see the date over here? Let me scroll up a little bit. Right, here we go. So you can see the market's doing great. I think we're hitting all-time highs. Apple's at an all-time high. There's a split, right? It hits a low here at 16, but then there's a correction and you can see the chart rise. Right, and so as this is rising, people are making money. 
right? So what some people, when they're in the options game, this would be like a put, right? As the, the, the stock, the option call goes down, the put price goes up. And so it's the same thing. You can actually buy shares in this. And so you can see it here, right? We got up to 16, right? At the end of October, we saw it again. Why? I took a picture because I was like, no, not again, <laughs> not again. And so at the end of October, we can see it down here, it's hitting its low and then boom, there's another correction at the end of October. And so obviously SDAO's price goes up to almost night. I think it opened at uh, 19 and it got up to 21.40, right? And so ever since, you can see as the economy grows and the Dow grows, this has been going down. And everybody keeps saying, "When wait, there's going to be a correction. There's going to be a correction. When is everything going to fall? That just can't be green all the time. And so if, if that is your thought, then this is a position where you can take insurance, right? Think of it as insurance, right? If I pay $500 to get into this position and hey, the economy keeps growing, great. You have positions that are gonna hedge this, right? That means you've gained more. But if there is a correction, right? You're gonna make money on the way down. And so I want people to keep that in mind. And there's plenty of them, right? This is just one, SDAO is one. I wrote down a few others, SDS is one. DOG, D-O-G, which is an ETF, you can buy positions in, in this. And so this is like the insurance play. If you're getting nervous, if you're getting apprehensive, like, wait, this can't be green all the time. If you feel that way, great. Make some insurance plays, hedge your bets, um, and play it safe. Play it safe. That was, that, that was it. That's all I want. This is what we're actually doing. So every time we're doing something and we're like, yo, let's show them what we're doing. This is what we're doing. And this is how we're trying to say, look, yeah, we can make 100% here, right? But if I if I just allocate a little bit of funds to hedge it, maybe $500, $1,000 to some of my plays, if I lose that 1000 that's great. That means that my other investments have gone up, right? If it goes down, like I said, then we can make some money on the way down with our $1,000 investment. Yeah, so and the only thing I want to chime in and say for everyone listening and also for legal reasons, you shouldn't have more than 10% of your account hedging and then also you should not be in a position longer than 10 days right. if you do it equally weighted you're basically betting against the market and if you look even at that what's that your 100 or 200 that's red yeah yeah it's not broken above 2139 in a long time can you hit max chart for me real quick sir please i mean you can see this has been sloping down forever right but that 12420 max line for that 200 has not been touched. So it's an inverse product, but maximum 10 days and I wouldn't have more than 10% of your account hedging. Cause if you do 25% of 50, you are right. going to get destroyed. And that's the key, right? When, I, when I'm talking about investment, I'm not talking about your whole entire portfolio, or even 25%. We're talking small amounts. Like I said, $500, maybe $100 if you're doing that, just so it offsets some of the losses that you have in the event of a correction. That's amazing, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Mark Cuban spoke about that on that episode too. That got that got me thinking. Like, wait, he was saying that um, you know, if a lot of people, he was like, right now he's hedging a lot of the, the story was like, if you haven't watched that Mark Cuban episode, you gotta check it out. But you know, the story is legendary. Um, how he got five billion dollars in Yahoo stock, and Yahoo stock declined ninety three percent, but he actually made more money when it declined because he had um, puts. And he hedged his position. And he was saying when he went on CNBC, he was going on CNBC and everybody was saying like, yo, you, do you feel stupid? And he was like, nope. He was like, it's insurance at the end of the day. I can sleep at night knowing that, you know, if it falls, I'm protected. And when it did fall, 
not only was he protected, but he made a boatload of money. And yeah. after he told us that story, he was saying that right now he has hedges on all his stocks. And he was saying that um, he advises people to at the very least think about hedging um, because if, if it goes south, at least, you know, you can recoup some funds. But if it doesn't go south, like Choice has an insurance policy, so you don't put too much on the hedge, whether it's a put, whether it's an inverted um, ETF index, you don't put too much on it. It's like insurance, right? Like if you're paying $200 a month for your car insurance, hopefully you never get in a car accident, hopefully. But if you do get in a car accident, then you got the insurance. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing with the, with the investment. So something to think about, you know, everybody can do what they want. Um, Our job is not to tell you what to do, just to give you information, but something that definitely Mark Cuban made a point of saying, and, um, and he bought the market like crazy after 2003. Like he made money on Yahoo, shorted it, and then rode the market back up. Like, yeah, once he said that, right. I was like, all right, we gotta, there's a reason why this is happening right now. We gotta start looking at this a little different. Like I and like what Shadi said, we're not telling anybody what to do. We're, we're gonna tell you what we're actually doing. Um, and if it can help somebody, great. If, if, if it can't, that's great too. We're just gonna be 100% transparent about what we're doing. Yeah, a hedge, a hedge once again, people saying, what is a hedge? A hedge is when you're hedging your position um, and whatever you, you have, you, you're investing opposite of it. So if I'm investing in the stock market, right? A hedge might be the inverted index where I'm actually also investing that the stock market is gonna go down. That's a hedge. Or you can put a put on a stock or a call. You can have, so if I have Apple stock, and I think it's going to go down in the short term. I might put a put on Apple. A put is the opposite of a call where you actually think that the stock is going to go down. That's what Mark Cuban did with his Yahoo stock. Um, so, yeah, hedging is pretty much just a security measure that you would take in case it goes opposite from the direction that you're invested in. That's pretty much a hedge. Oh, that was like an investopedia right there. That was good. <laughs> yeah, not because a lot of times people only think that you yeah. can invest one way. Exactly. When you think about investments, you think about investments going up, but you can also invest in investments going down. You can make a lot of money. The Big Short, one of the, a great, great movie, great book. Um, and during 2008, during the financial crisis, a few, a few guys made billions of dollars because they bet on mortgages falling apart. Yeah. And um, it happened. And when it happened, they got paid out crazy, actually. Had to make products. Those those products wasn't even actually out. They made those products just for them. It's a very good movie. I I encourage everybody to watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna drop a link to where you guys can go and back test what allocation would be right for you. So you're just not hearing it. Um, you can go to Portfolio Visualizer though and go to back test portfolio and see if you had 10% of your portfolio versus what you have now. Um, how well it would do. And then also bonds. Like bonds is a good way to hedge as well yeah. but play with that and see what allocation is right for you based on where you are financially so you're just not just running out and uh doing something incredibly risky and gold too gold, gold used to be a hedge too but now gold is kind of moving in the same direction so yeah. i don't know if that's a hedge anymore but that's also so you can also have different allocation yeah we can do a whole ey university class about hedging because <laughs> it's actually a lot more now that i'm thinking about it there's a lot of different ways how you can hedge not and also insurance but people don't talk about insurance or i was just about to say that's crazy i was just about to literally i was just about to say that like a whole life insurance definitely is a hedge 
I know everybody's going to jump in the comments like, don't buy whole life. Da, 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 da. <laughs> We're not here to tell you what to do, but it definitely can be used as a hedge because it's not depending on the stock market. It's guaranteed and it's through dividends. So when the stock market goes down, whole life policy, the cash value can still go up. So yeah, fixed interest investments definitely can be a hedge, not only against inflation. Um, so you can hedge against inflation as well. This is an ongoing conversation. We can have a whole yeah. conversation about this, but yeah. There's more than one way to skin a cat. So um, Ian was saying, you know, as far as me, I'm still practicing as an advisor. People don't, might not know that, but I still have my financial planning business. So he thought it would be a good idea if um, I kind of give like an example of what somebody would do if they came into, you know, a windfall of money. Because we always talk about like a portfolio and to diversify, but it's like, what does that mean? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, all right, this is like a sample of what I would, you know, recommend a client to do. Now, once again, everybody's situation is different. This is just a general idea framework. Um, and somebody like came into my office and I had a conversation, but I just wanted to kind of give some, give you um, kind of framework of, of like a financial plan. Because mm -hmm. we, we haven't really talked about it like that too much. So like a financial plan. So we picked the, the magical number, $1 million. So, and picked a 35-year-old, right? 35-year-old to $1 million. So. If you have $1 million, say, in the life insurance policy, um, that was, you know, you got. The reason why I say the life insurance is it's tax-free. So you'll get $1 million. There's no tax that you have to pay. Um, so out of that $1 million, the first thing that I would suggest somebody to do is pay off debt. <clears throat> the first thing. So, you know, the average American household has $5,700 of credit card debt. Um, and depending on where you live in the country, that, that that's even low. Like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people have a lot higher than that. But I would take at least $10,000 and pay off credit, especially credit card debt. That would be like the first thing that I would do. Then I would put money in the savings, online savings account. So, um, you know, $3,500 is the average American savings, hmm. 3,500. So we, we talk about stocks and we talk about, you know, long-term investing, but me personally, I don't feel like anybody should invest before they have their credit card debt paid off, if it's reasonable, and savings. You gotta learn to save. Cash is trash, very true, but but you have to have some money in savings because what happens is that if you don't have money in savings, your investments become your savings account. So when your tire blows or you get sick or your dog needs to go to the veterinarian, um, all of these things, you gotta have an emergency fund. You got to. So I'm a, I'm a big proponent in having at least six months, at least six months of living expenses in an emergency fund. So I will put fifty thousand dollars into an online savings account. Reason why I say online savings account that has a higher interest rate, slightly higher than brick and mortar. And um, I like to separate. I don't want to have all my eggs in one basket. So like me, I bank with Chase, but I have my online savings with Capital One. So for a couple of different reasons, a I just don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. And then B, psychologically, for me, it's a lot less tempting to transfer money from, it's because you got to go to a whole different app and it takes like three days to take the money out. So it's like the whole point of the online savings is just out of sight, out of mind. You don't really want to even think about it. With Chase app, I go in there every day and I would see that on my Chase app if I had it on my online savings at Chase. So that's just something to think about. I will put 75,000 into a 529 plan. The reason why I say 75,000 if, if this person had kids, because now you can front load the 529 five years. Mm -hmm. So that allows you to put a maximum amount 
And whenever you get a lump sum like that, you know, you always want to compounding interest. So the more money you can put in up front, the better. So I will front load it for five years. Now when you front load it, you can't put more money in for five years, but at least you have that 75,000 right away that's working. Um, and, you know, depending on the state that you live in, you get a state tax deduction for 529 plans as well. So we talked about that. I will put 75,000 into an UTMA. And the reason why the UTMA, not the 529, is that you once again, you want to diversify. 529 is great for college and education, but what if your kid doesn't want to go to college? Or what if, you know what I'm saying? Like anything can happen. So the UTMA just provides more flexibility. Um, and, you know, I would invest in something that we've talked about before, like a uh, you know, an ETF that is broad range, get broad range exposure to the stock market, to a lot of the top tier companies. So you don't have to like risk it with penny stocks or something like that. It's your kid's future. You don't want to take too much risk with that. Um, life insurance is something that you definitely need to have. It's an important part of, of the financial planning process. So no matter how you go about it, whether you get term insurance, if you're 35, you can probably get a million dollar term insurance policy for $600 a year. Mm -hmm. healthy. If you're in good shape, you get like $600 a year. Now, granted, you're not going to make any money off that because it's term and it only lasts like, let's say 20 years, but 20 years is still a long time. You know what I mean? So it's like, I personally think that a million dollars is something that at the very least, most people in today's society should try to aim for when it comes to life insurance size. Um, because if you think about it, you're taking care of a family or at least one child, a um, million dollars is not really that much money in the grand scheme of things because it's like that has to last their whole life. That's replacing your, your yeah. earning potential. Mm -hmm. So if you make $100,000 a year, a uh, million dollars covers 10 years of your, of your salary. Yeah. So, you know, you look at it from that standpoint. So the life insurance is something I definitely would encourage. Like I said, you can do term, you can do whole life. That's a whole conversation within itself. I will probably put $100,000 into a DIA. Um, a DIA, a lot of people might not be familiar with what that is. That is called a deferred income annuity. So these are the, the DIAs are great plays, especially for retirement or long-term. Like this is why when you see a lot of athletes get contracts, some of them, they, they get DIAs. One of the probably the most famous DIA in our recent time is uh, Allen Iverson. So mm -hmm. a lot of people are very familiar with that Reebok contract where I think it pays him like 1.5 million, like starting like in two years, he gets like 1.5 million for the rest of his life. Um, what they did with that was that uh, it was part of his contract that a portion of the money that was paid to him went into a deal, which is a deferred income annuity. So it sits in an annuity contract and it could be set up for 15, 20, 30, however long you want. But like, let's say it's, you put $10 million into a deal. And then in 15 years, now that 10 million will pay a lifetime income of $1 million, right? Yeah. So it, it's, it's similar to like how like lottery, you can do the same thing with lottery. Um, so that's great because now you defer, you defer. So it's like, if you blow everything and at least you know you got that coming to you every single year. So especially for lump sum, people that have lump sum amounts of money, the D is definitely a great idea. Um, after that, I would invest $400,000 into the market, um, a split between ETF and tech stocks, even some mutual funds. So like F, K, D, and X, we talked about that. XLK, XLY, SMH, you know, the regulars. Um, tech stocks, the obvious, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, Amazon, things of that nature, um, because it's like, you don't really necessarily have to try to hit home runs when Mm -hmm. Guarantee doubles. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You guarantee the double 
you're guaranteed to have 20 points every every game. You don't need to try to score 50. So in my brain, those all make sense. They all have strong track records. They're all going to be here for a long time. The next 150000 I would take more risk with if that's what you want to do. You can allocate that to stock options. You can allocate that to cryptocurrency, to future trading, um, to a little bit more like risky ETFs. Not risky, but like, you know, like a TAN or IBB for if you want to look at like biotech or renewable energy where I don't want to say that's risky because I believe in biotech and renewable energy, but it's a lot that goes into play with that, right? It's a lot of variables, whether the political standpoint, whether the, you know, the drugs work for the biotech industry, it's still, it's still more volatile in the next 10 years than, you know, a QQQ would be or a Franklin Diamond Tech fund. Um, and then the next $140,000 I would have as alternative cash money. So you might want to, you know, start a business or you might want to invest in real estate or, you know, you might want to do a variety of different things outside of just regular investment. From that standpoint, um, I would allocate that. So <clears throat> that's my breakdown. That's my million dollar breakdown. That's a million dollars worth of game. Yeah, that's my well, million. What percentage of the deal does that give per year? Like what's the average return? Yeah, so it, it really depends because there's a, lot, there's a few different factors on like how long you, you leave it in. It really depends on really how long you leave it in. And the interest rate that the, that the insurance company pays. So we really have to run what's called like an illustration to actually give like a a, a, a real spot on answer to that question. Um, but you know, usually in it usually will grow in a fixed capacity and around like three to four to five percent annually rate of return on on. A, on that type of on that type of product, so you can kind of compound that over the course of ten years, twenty years, thirty years, something like that. And then that's that's what you'll get. And as you guys come into these lump sums, you want safety. Like you think that you will just throw it all to the wind and be like, "Hey, let me just put it all in one company." But if you lose it, um, and people don't think that financial ruin can hurt you, but like every recession, people die, commit suicide, um, people make bad investments get hurt, like lose your career. So the more money you accumulate, the safer that you want to be. Um, I know some of you are in a growth phase and you're looking to grow, but even with that, you still need to go look at what the drawdown of those companies are. Because if a company is drawing down 28%, 30% every two years, it's not a place that you want to, because what if you hit it hard 2020, 2021, and next year you put your money into that risky asset set and now you give up two years of your life and all this hard work and study. The more money you accumulate, please like go to safer uh, vehicles that are available to you. And, and you know what? The, another, another thing too is that, um, so you can really use that type of formula for any amount of money, right? If you mm -hmm. have a thousand, if you have 50,000, right? Like, so what you do is you just, you just lower the amount of money right. relative how much money you have. So if you have a hundred thousand, if you have fifty thousand dollars, right? Obviously you're not gonna be able to invest four hundred thousand dollars if you have fifty thousand dollars, but you would you would do the same thing. So you if you had a hundred thousand, I wouldn't really recommend more than like fifteen percent of that into the more riskier type of investments. So that would mean fifteen thousand dollars will go into your crypto futures options bucket. Mm -hmm. right? And then you might put, you know, ten thousand or thirty thousand dollars into your, your kids' college fund or you know so it's like if you got ten thousand dollars, you might invest fifteen hundred dollars right. into Bitcoin, and then you might invest three thousand dollars into your kids' college fund. So 
the numbers really aren't the most important thing. Just wanted to use a million dollars because that's a nice round number and that's something that a lot of people aspire to become millionaires. So it's like, all right, you always hear these stories about these athletes and entertainers and everybody, you know, criticizes them. But it's like, all right, when you get there, because, you know, you can get there too. It's not like it's impossible to get a million dollars. So yeah. when you get there, you got to be prepared. Like yeah. the, the worst thing that can happen is that you get there and you're not prepared. And then you, yeah, go, and you have no plan. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what happens from here? If you don't have the plan, you're going to, I mean, you either going, either going, gonna two lose. things are going to happen. You're going to end up blowing it or you're going to be so scared to do anything. that you're just going to have it in your savings to account. To do anything. Frightened. Yeah. You can be scared out your mind. The worst thing is to be scared with money. And it's like you have money. You waited your whole life to get money. You got it. And now you're scared to death because you don't want to lose it. Hold on. Yep. There's another game on the side of the fence once you acquire it. And you, I'd rather you guys learn this now than when it's too late. And it's it's almost okay now if you have it in cash, but what about if they bump interest rates to 2.8 or 3%? Like inflation is going to eat you alive. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs>